Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the CyberSock Podcast. Ah, so exciting. I'm really excited for this. So this podcast is in association with the Cyber Society at Cardiff University and Harvey and I are committee members of that society and we really wanted to start a podcast. So you know what we did? We started a podcast. We bloody maze one, didn't we? <laughs> we've uh this is the first ever episode and we've had a few teething troubles today um but it's made this even more enjoyable to start with <laughs> definitely experience something that uh i can talk about maybe in a job interview alfie e- exactly overcoming um issues finding <laughs> a problem you're a problem solver we worked as a technical team technical well, folks. Even, even though you do a tech a tech degree you still have technical issues a hundred percent. The amount of times we're in a lecture and our lecturers have problems with the slideshow Always. and we're just like, we're studying computer science. How how is there problems? It's and it's crazy. It's, and these are researchers of ten like, to fifteen years and they can't figure out how to They're so yeah. accomplished. It's just crazy. It yeah. just makes you feel smart in a different way. Like I had an AI lecturer and he didn't know how to record his video. He literally researches artificial intelligence. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I literally, I was talking to my mum today and she was like, oh, I need to do my report and it's on Word and just Word's so hard. And I was just like, oh my, oh my, oh my. Word? <laughs> I don't mean to like sound like, like, uh, you know, she, she clearly doesn't get the tech, but I was just like, how? It's, it's just I guess we grew up surely. on it, didn't we? But yeah. hey, word that really helps us uh, go into today's episode topic. Topic, and we're yeah. going to be talking about everything to do with your CV. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, we're talking about how to bulk it. What's the point of a CV? And I know maybe examples of some good stuff to have on there. Uh, yeah, I know some we... things that you can get involved with that might look good on your CV. How long yeah. they should be, kind of layout, some top tips. Yeah, we've got exactly. it all covered for you guys. So today's episode, we are talking about CVs. Now, the first thing is, I would like to ask Harvey, what is the point of a CV? Like, what's the Gosh. point? Of it? Well, CVs are typically one page long, and it's a good introduction for a company to kind of understand a little bit about you, your qualifications, your education background, and really it's there just for a basic overview for your history, what you want to do in your future, and just like a good way for them to get to know you very quickly. Perfect summary. Exactly. It's for employers (laughs) to get to know you. And it's difficult, we all know, how to kind of sell yourself in a one-page CV. And yes, we did say that, one page. You don't want to be having multiple pages because employers just won't read it. Imagine a huge company you're applying for. They get thousands and thousands of CVs. If you can't put all your information onto one page, they probably just won't look at it or they'll skim through it. Every company is different, but it's usually the rule of thumb that you keep it to one page. Um, and the only time we've been told that you should really exceed that is if you've had like tens of years of experience, then then maybe you can uh, make it onto a second page. But there's no reason why it should be any longer. No. I Yeah, it's weird. I, I've heard from some people that CVs are no longer being that important. Obviously, a lot of job applications still ask for them. But uh, Harvey, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I've been applying for grad jobs, they don't even look at my CV. I submit it, but then I have to fill it in all myself. 
And so it's like, well, what's the point? It is crazy, yeah. I mean, I've definitely had a mix. I've had a mix of companies where you submit your CV and then automatically you get like an assessment um, oh, wow. uh, questionnaire. But because they just kind of don't even look at that process. But I've had some people that have, um, you know, looked at the CV and decided not to carry on from there. So, you know, I've definitely had a mix of experiences. And I think that is why it's so important to have a good cv because it's their first introduction of you yeah well i've had yes i have also had a mix uh recently i've actually got to the next stage of an amazon role um, i'm not sure Ooh. i've actually told you that yet i don't think um, you told me that that's pretty great no i found out yesterday so what they did though they had me under consideration and the only thing that i had submitted was a cv now i don't know if they actually looked at my cv then moved me forwards but unlike some roles i didn't just get straight to the assessment test i went you know i had to wait for a few days so my assumption is that they did look at my cv so that's definitely something that it's still valid 100 percent. you still need a great cv but it'll be intriguing to see in five ten years what happens with the cv um because talking about cvs usually cover letters come hand in hand but exactly i've not been asked for a cover letter for quite some time really because when i remember when i was applying about two years ago for my we both did um industrial placements as part yeah. of our university degree so we're in our fourth year right now um and we just finished a year out in um our respective companies but when i was applying around two years ago i had to have a different cover letter for every single company tailored to them their values why i fit that role and that's why it's good to also it's so much work and that's why it's good to have people ask me oh george should i tailor my cv as well and i'm normally just like i would just have a technical cv which we'll talk about a bit more in a second about what makes up a technical cv but it's different from a cv for say if you're looking for a part-time job or like i'm applying to maybe get some work in customer service while i'm still at uni and that's a very different cv to my technical cv so i would say look to get um an overarching technical cv which you can send to every company without tailoring exactly yeah um i'd also recommend with a cv if you want to have a little bit of tailoring have yeah, that, that in mind true. when making it but don't make sure that there's a really good base don't just make a whole new cv for every single company um i would say that you know you might want to change up a few skills on your cv like change a few up like take one out put another one in depending on what the job advert says but don't just go oh i'm gonna make a whole new cv for every single job because then that's when you become you come into errors you know you start spelling things incorrectly the layout looks a bit shabby so if you do want to look into tailoring it which um i guess we have um different opinions slightly but i i do tailor mine ever so slightly for each application That's but i wouldn't yeah i but yeah. i wouldn't say that i change it drastically i just change for example like i said the skills because there's not enough room to put every skill i have on there or i put different accomplishments down you know some accomplishments may look better for certain roles so that's how i change it up but i'm also very fortunate in the sense that i've actually been done a lot of stuff so i have a lot of things i can take in and put in However, not everyone, and we'll get onto this, not everyone has all that experience. So sometimes your CV may only be one CV for all companies because you haven't got anything else to put on there, which is absolutely fine. You just need to make the most of what you do have and experience. So let's start with the basics. Um, at the very top of your CV, what are we looking at? We're looking at, well, to begin with, I'll tell you a little bit of a story here. 
Uh, we had an enhancing employability course in second year for all of us. And we have an amazing teacher called Catherine. And she tells us all about the best ways to apply for jobs. Um, we'll try and get her on this podcast at some point. I'm sure she'd love to come on. And I remember literally one of the first things she says to us was, don't write curriculum vitae or whatever CV stands for. Like, they're not idiots. They know what CV stands for. And I literally was there with my CV on my desktop. And I went like, backspace, backspace. <laughs> because I did that. I wrote curriculum vitae on the top of my CV because I thought it was like super fancy and posh. But no, no, no. So it's best to put your full name. Like, uh, for me, it would be Georgina Harvey. And then... Um, your CV, and then you kind of want to look into next a bit of a description about yourself. So what would you put in your kind of three or four lines to describe yourself, Alfie? Um, so I believe mine's in third person. I can't remember exactly, actually. But I, I, I know it starts with um, computer science student um, at Cardiff University with a strong interest in cloud computing, consulting and technical issues. Um, blah, 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 blah. Like it kind of starts like that. It's that kind of tone yeah now with the whole customizing i do like i said change mine up for um different applications but that's the one of the only things i do change so because i have so many interests i don't know what exactly i want to go into yet so when i'm applying for a cloud solutions role i change out um part of that and make sure i put cloud solutions in or if i'm going for a a more technical software development role i put in that you know i like development uh, I'm trying to think of something completely different. You know, data science. If I really wanted, if I went for a data science role, I would change up the cloud solution bits for data science, just so that when they read it, they see instantly, oh, he has an interest in that. Um, and it's not lying. I do have an interest, but I'm, but I'm not going to put. <laughs> You've got many interests. But yeah, but I'm not going to put Cardiff University student studying computer science who has an interest in cloud computer, dating science, consultancy, software development, yeah, because much. that's just too much. And some companies don't need to know those other interests they have. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, what my introduction is. And the summary shouldn't be no more than four lines. No more than four lines. You're just not needed. It's not needed, no. So then straight after that summary, which you can talk a little bit about yourself, maybe something that you enjoy to do outside of your academic life, you know, to make sure that they know that you can have a work-life balance. I do put that in there. Um, yeah. Sometimes people put that at the end, like other interests, other hobbies, which we'll, we'll chat about at some point. And then you also want your work experience that can be in technical field or that can be in non-technical field. You know, if you've worked like a, uh, as a barista, both uh, Harvey and I have worked as baristas we at Starbucks. We both worked at Starbucks together at the same yeah, time. But it's, it's still really important great. to put in there because it shows a lot of those soft skills which we'll get onto. Um, I personally got work experience then, my education, but because of the way my CV is oh, really? laid out. Yeah, but my CV is laid out in a way that I actually have uh, like two columns on my CV. So I've got a big column and then I've got a smaller column on the right that holds my achievements, my skills, my technical skills, and then like my projects that I've done. But that's just because I had to do it that way to that's make sure I could fit everything into one page. Yeah, that's definitely space efficient. My, mine more kind of is um, a straight straight down one with like a sectioning off. Yeah. Uh, I, I have seen yours. I really do like your layout. I'll probably end up changing that up once I have enough to put in there that will bulk out. But you know what, Alfie? I've done the worst thing. I'm I'm on two pages right now. <gasps> I know. Right. I'm giving advice. I'm on two pages. Um, Catherine would be ashamed of you. People would be ashamed <laughs> of me because ever since my year out and my year in industry, I've been able to um, put a lot more onto my um, CV. So that's been really good. 
Yeah, and as you all can hear, uh, me and Harvey do have different opinions on CVs, but that's because a lot of different types of CVs work. There are a lot of basic um, standards, e.g., you know, trying to stick to one page, um, ensuring that you've got your work experience in chronological, chronological order, and all that kind of stuff. But there's also other things that are up to interpretation. Um, and look, both of us have got have had placement years. We are both, you know, in certain um, application processes for graduate jobs. So our CVs do work, even though they're slightly different. But what we're here to kind of tell you is the big no-nos. Um, but definitely take what we say as a grain of salt, because your CV could be brilliant, because it could be brilliant for you and to how um, you want to show yourself off. But just make sure that um, you haven't got the big no-nos, <laughs> like yeah. having um, the CV spelt out, <laughs> because that's what it is. <laughs> Now, talking about soft skills and technical skills. Now, what makes a technical CV different from a normal CV is that you mention those specific skills you have. So on my CV, I have technical skills and I also have like a little um, rating of how confident I am in that technical skill. So that just gives an employer a better idea about how confident I am in which skills I've mentioned. But I also have something called durable skills. And these skills are like autonomy, yeah, team leader, my scrum mastering, agile skills. Yeah, so I've got the exact same thing. I have a section where I talk about all of my different languages that I know. So through my um, time at uh, studying computer science, you know, I've built up knowledge on Python, Java, uh, HTML, CSS, things like that. And then I talk about um, how confident I am in them. So I'd put beginner or put like intermediate or like advanced um so then people can kind of look at kind of where i'm at what i need to grow uh, what they could give me help with and what i could be shoved right into the deep end and then get um get like first-hand experience in so it's a good way for them to really quickly just see where you're at with um yeah. your technical knowledge this doesn't have to be languages it could be pretty much anything um but it's a good way just to show a little overview yeah yeah, exactly. And do not gloss over those soft skills. You know, those durable skills, those soft skills. If you can communicate with other people, that is a great skill to have and not everyone has it. Um, both Harvey and I are individuals that have very good soft skills and maybe not the best technical skills when we joined the university. So at first, I know we both struggled with feeling that we were a little bit inferior to those who had better technical skills than us. Yeah. But over the years, we've developed those technical skills and we're now just as good as they are. Yeah, but yet they haven't necessarily developed their soft skills because they've not seen them being that valuable. But they are. They are really valuable. And especially within our industry, not enough people have those soft skills. So it really does make you stand out. So if you think it's a bit corny to put in that you're a good communicator or you can problem solve, you know, or you can you can work well within a team. All these things aren't a given, even if you feel like they're a given. But that just means you're so good at them that they come naturally to you. And that's even better. And an employer would love to see that. Exactly, exactly. And then I kind of, after that, talk a little bit about my experiences. And luckily, me and Alfie have had so many amazing opportunities to do some really we unique have. stuff in our time. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of how you can get those standout kind of experiences on your CV. Yeah, and these stuff are perfect for that section that I slightly mentioned earlier, which is called projects. Mm. You can call it projects, you can call it experiences, you can kind of call it what you want, but I'd say those two names are normally the norm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so um, what I would say what to begin there, with, what have, I, what, what have I got in my relevant experience? 
No, I was, I, hang on. I was just trying to be like, oh, so, so give us one of your projects or experiences. Uh, well, Alfie, I will. Um, <laughs> so I feel like um, something that me and Alfie both have in common is we're really passionate about the STEM ambassador scheme that we're on. Uh, this is a scheme that helps um, local schools and communities and people that are just interested in getting to STEM. We kind of run workshops. Um, we get in contact with them. We help them out. Um, we go to different schools to talk about our experiences and teach them a, a bit about technology. Maybe your university or your placement doesn't do STEM ambassador, but that is open for anyone to be a STEM ambassador. That is an actual society that isn't just linked to computer science. It's an international. Yeah. yeah, it's an international volunteering um, thing. We're lucky because we have STEM ambassadors that pay also at the university, but there is also an international community that you can join and as a academic or as an individual just in the industry, they really uh, advise people to sign up for the scheme because it's a great way to share the knowledge. And if you're really passionate about what you do, you can then share that with a younger generation. Exactly. Um, and that also, that's a great thing for the CV to talk about how passionate you are that you want to teach other people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're lucky that we do that and that our university um, helps us out. But, you know, we, we are actively searching for these kind of experiences. We're always looking at the newsletters, look at your university newsletter to see what's going on, uh, talk to people in your university, your lecturers, see if you can get involved with something. For instance, when I was coming back to uni this year, I went through the university newsletter and I was seeing that they were taking applications to do a TEDx talk at Cardiff University. And I thought, you know, I'll never get in, but you know what, I'll just give it a go, I'll reply, and you know, guess what, I got in, I did my talk the other week, it was amazing, and now that's something really unique that I can put on to my CV. It was an outstanding talk, <laughs> if I may say so. <laughs> but exactly, that kind of opportunity doesn't come around for a lot of people, yet it was available to everyone. Mm, exactly. Everyone was able to sign up for it. I even missed it, because I didn't look at the cover letter, I didn't look at the um, article, and that's something I really wish that I was able to apply for, but I just missed out because I wasn't being an active looker when it came out. So it goes to show that if you drop the ball, you may miss out on some amazing opportunities. And assuming that you are in um, a university or you are studying in another type of institution, you need to make sure that you are looking for these experiences everywhere. I know it can be difficult to try and study and juggle work experience or doing projects but it really is what makes you stand out because at the end of the day, a lot of people are getting degrees now and you need something to show who you are and why you should be hired above other companies. So for example, I've been doing a lot of volunteering over the last few years and I was elected the mental health officer for Cardiff University Student Union. Now this role is for the whole of the university and it was something I had to take part in an election for. So it was a fairly big deal. However, it's a great experience. I love it. And it get, allows me to impact um, students across the whole of the university. But it's not something that you need to do in such a vast quantity. You know, you don't need to become the mental health <laughs> officer or an officer at your university to show the, what type of person you are. You can just volunteer with local volunteer programs. You can offer to help out at your university's specific school. Or if you have a student's union, you can. there's most likely going to be a volunteering scheme through them. And all those things, obviously, you want to do it if you have an interest in it as well. But it will look so good in that CV just to show that, you know, what you're interested in. If you enjoy surfing, you know, let's go into societies. If you enjoy singing, if you enjoy surfing, if you enjoy sports of any kind, 
if you sign up and do that, then that's something you can mention. Even if it's not technical, it just goes to show that you aren't just wanting to be stuck at a screen. You know, you like doing things other than your um, degree. And that's really important to shape you as a person, too. Exactly. I mean, sorry, Alfie, but like, for instance, with you, Alfie really enjoyed doing corfball, which was an extracurricular activity. And then he became the bloody president. So it just shows that like you can kind of turn lemons into lemonade anywhere. Now he can say that he had to run a whole society. It shows his team leading skills, his teamwork skills, uh, you know, time management. So like these kind of things, you're like, maybe I don't have the time to do all of this extra stuff or just what you're focusing on now maybe you're in a society maybe try and get a bigger role maybe try and help out a bit more like you don't need to completely reinvent yourself maybe find things that you're interested in and see how you can twist that to look good on your cv exactly and maybe you don't you don't have you don't not have the time to do this you know you don't want to graduate from uni and be like oh no one wants me because i've just did a degree um and yeah it can be quite frustrating you think a degree could should be enough and sometimes you know it is but you need to have those other experiences for yourself too because i may get very stressed about a lot of the extracurricular <laughs> stuff i okay, do but that's just because uh that's just because george and i take on a little bit too a little much, bit too much yeah. however <laughs> however i couldn't imagine just doing my degree because i would just get i would get bored of it even though i love it i just would get so overwhelmed because I'm never taking myself out of that environment of the degree. So doing extra stuff will help you in turn with, you know, finding a job and you know, studying because you get to have that little break, that breather. And it really is important. You know, it's like going for exercise, meditating. That stuff is great. And I definitely recommend doing that too. But having a different group of friends or a, or a different set of projects you can focus on really helps clear your mind and it just makes you even perform even better at university. At university, you know, the funnest points were doing those extracurricular activities. I mean, yeah, we're both on CyberSock this year and we're having great fun kind of planning events and watching everybody enjoy everything that we've worked so hard for. And I can't wait to start seeing the feedback for this podcast because it's really rewarding when you do these extracurricular things it's not just so employers are like oh they're great but also for yourself you want to feel like you've accomplished exactly, a lot yeah, in your three years you. because you're never going to have time again when you have these opportunities so many opportunities don't just throw it away at university we've got so much going on that's really important as well thank you for mentioning it because you aren't when you're trying to write your cv and when you're trying to get experiences for the cv and you're trying to be employable make sure you're doing this stuff because you enjoy it too you don't want to be just kind of stressing yourself out just so you know an employer will think it will look good because they can also kind of see through that too they want to see what you enjoy they don't want to see what you think they will enjoy but let's say you're not a student you know some of you listening may not be a cardiff university student you might not be a university student full stop you may have already graduated maybe covid has stopped you getting a graduate job yet now, with these experiences, I know we've mentioned a lot of stuff you can do if you're within a university environment. But if you're outside of the university, there are so many other things you can do also. You can start, you know, a little technical project if that's something you want to get into. You can start your own podcast if you want. You can even do some extra learning. There's so many free softwares so out there. You know, you've got Code Academy, LinkedIn Learning. I know you can get trials for that. Skillshare. Just try something new. And to be fair, if you are looking for a job, probably means you've got a little bit of time to spare. So it doesn't matter if these things fail. You can at least say you're giving them a go. 
and you're just trying to find your niche. And if you, uh, yeah, just find your niche, really. <laughs> just find, put it on a t-shirt, find your niche. Find your niche. Find your niche. <laughs> Have we got a slogan already? Oh, God, don't. Find your niche would be the worst slogan podcast. Come and listen find to your find niche. your niche. <laughs> <laughs> But even listening to this podcast is something you can put on your CV. Exactly. Like, exactly. Watching your favorite YouTuber, your favorite TV show. These things just show that you have an interest in what you're telling them you have an interest in. I could say I have such an interest in being a surfer. I love the ocean. <laughs> and then they'll be like, well, how well, How can you prove that? I'm like, oh, well, I haven't done anything like that. I'm just, I think I'm interested. That was me for a few but years. Though, them- Alfie, do you remember that phase? I was like, I love surfing. Oh, yeah, you, you painted yourself as such a surfer girl. I was like, when did you surf? She's like, well, I haven't done it yet. Once. I've done one <laughs> big in a session, but I love it. I was so, I'm still really bad at surfing. And that brings us to our final point about CVs um, before we wrap up this episode is whatever you put on your CV, make sure you can talk about it in an interview mm. because a lot of companies, if they look at the CV, they will make sure that they pick it apart and they use those points to bring up in an interview. Um, so when companies do use a CV, they really do use it. So if you've mentioned a project, make sure you know what that project was about. Make sure you remember what you did because they will be asking you about it. And a very good top tip, which again, Catherine gave us was make sure that you don't just name your CV CV. Make sure what I do mm. is I put my name underscore CV because otherwise you send it off to a company they don't know which one's yours. It's just going to be full of uh, a document file with loads of documents called CV. Yeah. yeah, so when you're saving it and when you're uploading it, make sure it's CV underscore your name or just CV your name. Uh, really, really important. And that's some little things that people can get caught out on. Exactly. You would think that some companies would have a better system. <laughs> When you upload it, they would associate it with you, but some companies don't. So you want to make sure that you're prepared for those. Exactly. And if CVs are optional, always send one in. Oh, always. I know we said about a little bit earlier about our CVs still valid, but if it's optional, they usually mean they want yeah. to see one. Because think about it. If you've applied for a job and you haven't even uploaded a CV, what in the world do they know about you? They don't know all those experiences that you've done to put on your CV or done to grow you as a person. They don't know any of that. They don't know you bar from a name and answering of a few questions they've given you. That's how you're going to get hired. You know, you want to stand out. I can't out confirm or deny this, but I'm pretty sure it's a test. <laughs> I have no factual yes. backing on that, but it's a bit like me and Alfie both did um, Camp America. And I remember in a talk they were saying oh, our video is optional, but um, actually, if we see somebody without a video, we don't hire them. Like because exactly. you know, it just shows that you're not engaged in that company. You don't really want to be a part. You want to show that you're so passionate for it. And if you follow our tips, and you you know follow some more tips online, if you want to find some more, uh, you will have an amazing CV, and it won't deter them it will if anything be make them more interested in you i think it's important Um, to say don't take our word for gospel these are personal experiences (laughs) and through training that we've got to be placement powers and stem ambassadors but for sure make sure you do your own research don't come back and be like i did everything you said and i still don't have a job (laughs) like that's just the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes yeah exactly and sometimes your cv could be amazing and you just don't get the job but that's just because they're not looking for the type of person that you're representing or the type of person you are, which can hurt sometimes. But 
you're not right for every company and if you were then it'd be very difficult to You'd choose probably hate work that for. company to be highly honest exactly they probably know that you won't work well with them that's probably why they don't want to hire you there exactly and in the future as you may have heard in our introductory podcast we are looking to have employers come and speak on our podcasts yeah I'm very so you might want to listen to their advice as well not just have to listen to our splabble on mess up our words <laughs> exactly every company is different so some companies may say oh and we really want to see in-depth detail about your work experience and other companies may be like no i don't want anything i just want you to tell me where you worked we can talk about it in the interview a really good um example of that is astra astrazeneca astrazeneca recently yeah we had a great um webinar uh talking about their schemes the other week and if you go onto their website they actually tell you what they're looking for in the cv and what they're looking for in an interview process how to prepare it's really interesting because it's a great tool for anyone applying and I'm, i wish more companies did it so make sure you check if a company has that on their yeah. website because they'll be telling you how to do a good application to them and we're hopefully going to get them on the podcast too because uh they've got some really great opportunities i'm telling you available. now again my word's not gospel but if you haven't looked at their website you're not gonna get a job because it's so important oh, we've yes. got so, alfie i feel like we're going over on time but we've got so much information that we could just tell you guys so much knowledge but i mean it's so important when you're applying for your job that you really understand the company their values their ethos what they do the charities that they do because they want mm-hmm. to know that you're passionate about that company. And if you've not done research into that company, I'm telling you now, you're not going to get the job. No. And we're going to go into this further yes, into future exactly. episodes for sure about interview processes and all those kind of things. But on the CV note, looking at the website really does help. There may be a word they mm. use throughout that you want to maybe slip into that CV. Uh, like I'll say, I know, I know you, George, don't necessarily change your CV up for every application, but sometimes just changing that one or two words uh, can make an impact uh, but yeah this has been a uh, maybe a little bit longer than a normal episode but uh, thank you so much for listening i hope you've learned some stuff about how to improve your cv and if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more then um please let us know uh, on our socials and we'll link them in the description and we might make another episode about cvs i'm sure we can easily talk for another 30 minutes yeah, about them sure. please so you know subscribe um to our podcast or follow our podcast on spotify <laughs> we might try and get uh, later on in life an email where you can email in questions um about and we can give you some advice because that would be a great segment um this is something new for both of yeah. George and i doing this kind of podcast thing um so i hope you know this first episode in the way we've laid it out sounds good but i definitely think we, we're going to get an uh, email up and running so you guys can ask us specific questions um because your question no question silly i'm sure everyone's thinking it i'm sure we've thought it at some point maybe we're still thinking it so um that's definitely a, a great idea george i can't wait well um, thank yeah. you for listening thank you so much for listening i hope you have a great day bye bye